episode of the Hooga Girls podcast. We're the Hooga Girls. I'm Maddie. I'm Emma. And we are so excited to be back with another episode for you guys. And we have a really fun guest today. We do have a super awesome guest. I'm really, really excited. I love that we have people on our podcast that just are so educated about their topics because obviously me and Maddie, you know, we know a little bit. We do our research. We've lived life, 21 years of (laughs) life. But, you know, it's just so great having um, people that are professionals and well-studied and so many different and great topics that are really important to have conversations about. So in today's episode, we hosted Allie. And if you want to follow her Instagram, it's at your underscore spoonful. Um, And yeah, just as a little warning before we get started to all of our listeners, today's episode does contain a lot of content regarding eating disorders and unhealthy mindsets regarding health and fitness. So just to keep in mind before you continue listening. Yes, definitely. I'm glad that you said the trigger warning, Emma. Thank you for that because it is kind of a touchy topic. But like Emma said, she's very well educated. So a little bit about Allie. She graduated from college in 2020 with her BFA in dance and is currently living in New York City pursuing her dream of creating a professional dance career. And over quarantine, she attended the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, where she became a certified integrative nutrition health coach. So she did this after years of struggling with an eating disorder called orthorexia and learned so much along the way that she decided to start her own business as a health coach, specifically helping young women break free from food restriction, excessive exercise, and overall health obsession. So with diet, culture, and social media in general, she noticed these negative thoughts around food, fitness, and our bodies are all too common, especially among our generation, which is why she decided to hop on today's episode and share her story with you guys. Yeah, in this episode, she shares her insight into struggling with an eating disorder and how to overcome it and her personal journey with it, along with some basic tips pertaining to health and the mindset surrounding eating a healthy diet and moving your body in a way that at the same time allows you to prosper personally, socially, spiritually, and physically, because they are definitely all interconnected. So it was a really great talk. We're so excited for you guys to hear it. So excited. Yes. And without further ado, we'll jump right into the episode. It's been really interesting trying to get things kind of going this afternoon, evening, because we've had Wi-Fi difficulties, (laughs) we've had dogs barking, it's been the whole nine yards, whole nine yards, truly. Yeah, it it really has, but we're going to keep rolling, this is going to be a great episode, I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be good, and it is so good to have Allie on the show. If you want to go ahead and give us a little bit of background on you and introduce yourself to our audience, that would be great. Hi, yes, so great to be here. Thank you for having me on. Um, So I'm Allie, I am 23 years old and I grew up in central New York. I went to the University of Buffalo and graduated in 2020 with my degree in dance. So dance is a huge part of my life. I just moved to New York City this month, month actually, um, to pursue that. And along with that, I have my own business as an integrative nutrition health coach. That is awesome. And so can you dive a little bit deeper into um, what an integrative nutrition health coach is and um, kind of how you decided to pursue that path? Yeah, totally. So a health coach is basically someone who works with you one-on-one to help you, help guide you towards your goals. Um, It's very personalized depending on what the coach focuses on and depending on what the individual wants to 
implement into their life. Um, so really broad in that area. But um, personally, growing up as a dancer, I was always very extremely active and very involved in the whole fitness scene, like my whole life basically. But it was probably when I was around like 17, 18, when I really started getting into the nutrition side of things and more cross training just to better myself as a dancer. So I basically learned everything through Google, which I don't really recommend. Um, And you know, like through college, I became very restrictive and quite honestly, like obsessed with everything, nutrition, exercise to the point where that's like all I was thinking about. Um, So this is known as orthorexia, which is an over obsession with eating clean. Um, During this time, like my social life just went out the window and if I wasn't dancing, I was at the gym. Um, so all of my energy was just gone. Um, but yeah, it basically got to the point where like I was doing things to be the best version of myself, but they were actually doing more harm than good. So recovering from all of that, it was a long journey of just a lot of trial and error, honestly. Um, I saw a lot of different like therapists, nutritionists, trainers um and they had like the best intentions but it honestly wasn't very helpful for me because the root of it was so much deeper so I did a lot of work like on my own just like pushing myself out of my comfort zone specifically around like food and exercise um in order to kind of loosen up that restriction and obsession um but through that and like along the way I enrolled in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition which is where the name of holistic health and intuitive eating really tied together everything that I had been learning and like discovering myself Um, so now being a certified health coach I have kind of curated all that I learned through my own journey into a methodology for helping others who are going through similar things. Um, So that's like my niche, what I help others, just inspired by the fact that during my recovery, I really felt that the help that I needed was lacking. So just being that guide for others to find the health and happiness that I have um, through that whole big long story of mine. That's so awesome. I, it really sounds like you've kind of had to fiend for yourself, which obviously has taught you a lot, but it definitely makes the journey really hard and really long. And I know as a dancer, I've, you know, I know exactly what it's like in terms of training. It's just so intense. It's constant fitness. And I can't imagine having this whole other world of going to the gym and nutrition, all that stuff on top of the, you know, the intense exercise you're already doing. Um, but it seems like you really have made the most of your situation. So that's really awesome. Yeah, truly, just like I think when you experience something like that, you just learn so much from it. And obviously, it was like a hard time in my life, but I do think like everything happens for a reason. And I like stick to that because now I can like help others and see them like find that same like transformation within themselves. And it's just like great full circle moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I 
kind of going back to what you said when you were talking about the um, integrative nutrition and how you received your certification there and you said that it really pulled together um, holistic health and kind of intuitive nutrition. Um, what exactly is holistic health? How do you find define like intuitive eating? How did the two come together and how in that moment when you said they kind of all tied together, what was that like for you? Yeah, so um, holistic health is the concept that all aspects affect overall health. So taking into consideration our physical, mental, spiritual, and social needs, um, it really stresses the importance of the big picture, taking account everything going on in our life rather than just putting a Band-Aid over things, um, which is also important to me because for so long I was so tunnel visioned that the only thing that mattered to my health was what I was eating and how I was exercising when really there are other aspects that are equally as important, including our relationships, career, passion, spirituality, all the things are just as equally important, like having that balance. So I think that just this idea of holistic health I like explaining it this way like what you eat is your secondary food but your primary foods are all the other aspects of your health like your exercise career relationships spirituality all the things um so you're yeah it's like such a mindset shift right so it's like your secondary food what you eat gives you the support you need to do the things you love but it's when like your primary food is full that like you really thrive. So um, that was like just a big, big shift for me. And that like really led to intuitive eating and how like what you eat is the most important thing for what you eat is that you feel good and just like finding that and then being able to feel good so that you can go and like live out your dreams, which was huge for me just with dance and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I really like that analogy, like you were saying, of kind of it is that secondary thing. It's kind of the base. It's like if you don't have that foundation, then you can't really go anywhere from there. Um, And so obviously you touched on a little bit at the beginning um, of the episode, just talking about kind of your eating disorder and your journey with that. Um, and how you saw therapists and um, nutritionists and fitness coaches and everything. Um, Do you mind talking a little bit about, um, I don't want to butcher the pronunciation of the name, but um, orthorexia and your journey with that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, You said it perfect. Orthorexia is this over-obsession with clean eating, um, which a lot of people just don't know about it. Um, That's honestly like... The simple answer why it's not a very like talked about a lot so and I think that's because there is such a fine line between being considerate of what you're eating and being overly obsessed and I think that a lot of that is based on the fact that it's almost normal nowadays to have a negative relationship with food um, and I think just spotting it and like the effects of orthorexia in general is just the constant 
thinking about food, whether that's overanalyzing what you've eaten, overthinking what you're currently eating, or stressing about what you're going to eat in the future. Um, Restriction is a big sign, especially if it's restriction of foods you love. Um, Saying no to anything that has more calories or more carbs or just any of those fears that we have around food. So for me, like I was eating just straight up like fruits and vegetables, whole grains. Like I was scared to have any of the things like butter and bread and even like a full banana and like dessert was definitely like a no. Um, So those, yeah, those are like the big, big signs of it. Um, And yeah, I think just it's become so normal to see food as like the enemy in a way, but that really shouldn't be how we are viewing it because like food is our best friend, but it's just our mindset can get so warped around food. Yeah, that seems like such a tough mindset to get yourself in, especially with this culture of dieting and just excess fitness and you have to look this certain way. And um, even if it's not a body image thing, you just feel guilty for not um, or for more so eating things that aren't exactly on your list of the absolute healthiest foods. Uh, And it's actually funny we're talking about this. I one of my really close friends. Um, was kind of trapped in this cycle of orthorexia and it's it's crazy that we have a word for it because I didn't even when we were having this conversation a few days ago I didn't know this exact word for it but it's exactly what it is and she actually had some health health issues come up that have now completely caused her to have to change her diet and not be able to eat what she used to be able to eat like it's more restrictive in some ways but she can't eat a lot of healthy fruits and stuff because it's acid and you know there's a long long list and she's saying it's actually been a really positive thing in her life even amidst the health issues that come along with it because she's like I've been able to take a step back and realizing that I wasn't fueling myself in a healthy way even if the food was healthy my relationship was unhealthy and it's exactly that it's that restrictive eating it's that guilt that you feel for not eating exactly what you have to so now that she's had to you know she's been forced to get new habits she's like these habits are actually a lot healthier than what I was going through Um, and it is I think this is way more common than it seems in our society just because of all the social pressure and even apart from social pressure everyone's just hard on themselves and it's it's a tough spot yeah yeah that is so true I think that it's becomes so normal to stress about eating like unhealthy foods or foods that we think are unhealthy when really like that stress around food causes even more harm to our health Very than true. like just eating the other foods yeah yeah absolutely and I think this might be kind of a weird question to ask but as someone who has not struggled with an eating disorder I don't kind of know that mentality of being there and being like, okay, um, so this is what this is and now I need to pull myself out of it. And I feel like especially with orthorexia, it's one of those things where it's not one of the stereotypical advocated for eating disorders like bulimia or anorexia or anything like that. So at what point did you realize that this relationship with food was unhealthy and then what did you do to kind of bring yourself out of it and pivot your mindset? Yeah, I think the biggest shift for me and kind of when it all clicked that I needed to change something was when my dancing started suffering. Um, 
I honestly had no energy ever. And, you know, the reason I got into nutrition in the first place was to help my dancing. So when it started having the opposite effect, I was like, okay, like something needs to change. Um, I was actually like being pulled out of dance classes and performances during college because my professors noticed that I just was lacking the energy, the strength and everything, um, just because I was so restrictive in my eating and over-exercising so much. Um, And honestly, just the fact that I was straight up not enjoying life, like I was constantly thinking and stressing about what I was going to be eating and when I was going to be going to the gym. And, you know, I was in college, so like saying no to nights out and like dinners with friends just because I was afraid of food and felt I needed to be at the gym, like that wasn't the life that I know I was meant to live. So yeah, yeah, I was, I was just like, honestly sick of it taking over my life and taking the joy out of my biggest passion, which is dance. So I think having that why is so important and that like helped me throughout like my recovery too. Um, It's definitely something I went back to a lot when it got tough. I was like, I need to work on this so that I can feel that joy again. No, absolutely. I think you, what's really important about what you're touching on, which thank you so much for opening up about all of that, because I feel like so many people feel the same way. It's just not talked about a lot, but what's really important, I think, about that conversation is both the physical and the social aspect or the mental aspect that you were going through. It's not just your body, body was suffering. Like you said, you know, that food is a secondary source to um, the mental game and the social game that you were struggling with also at that time. Um, and on top of that, kind of switching gears a little bit, um, I feel like a lot of times you can be dealing with stuff personally and then you have this whole other aspect of your mindset and of your physical pressure and just you know the outside influence that you're feeling that can couple with that um i so just to talk a little bit about the diet culture in general do you feel like that affected you meanwhile you were in college and you were struggling with these things personally did you feel those external pressures on you uh yes definitely for sure i think as I said before, like since I was learning so much about like nutrition um, through Google, you know, before I went to like the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, like before that, um, a lot of the information that I received was just not correct. And now I know that it was, it was diet culture, which diet culture is trying to market and sell you these things. So obviously they're going to be focusing on know body sizing body size and moralizing food and linking food and exercise and all these things that can lead to that negative relationship with food so I think that definitely had an effect on me and I think looking back now I can also see how I kind of fell into this trap of being like this picture of health and what I thought health was um I really put my worth into what I was eating and the exercise I was doing. So if like someone saw me having like ice cream or something, like I just felt like they weren't seeing me and like they would be judging me for having ice cream because everyone saw me as like this healthy person. But really it was just like my idea of healthy was so construed in my mind. Um, So I think that all had a huge effect on me. Yeah, I feel like that is something 
that a lot of people don't talk about is kind of not having to prove your worth to yourself, but kind of having to prove to yourself, like, oh, no, like, I I am this picturesque, like, healthy person. And so, I mean, you talked about a little bit with the ice cream if someone else saw you that they would be like, oh, she's not that healthy. She's eating ice cream and you had that kind of sense of guilt. Did you ever have a personal sense of guilt with that? Like, did you ever consume foods and then say, oh, well, I'm not living up to myself or the image of myself or whatever and kind of discussing that and how that played into pulling yourself out of this disorder? Oh, yeah, totally. I think it was definitely I put that pressure on myself. And like, I don't think anyone else put the pressure on me, but I just thought that they did. Um, But I for sure felt guilt, especially around ice cream. Like I always use that as an example, because I would allow myself like one ice cream a month. Like that was my thing when I was going through all of this. Yeah. So and whenever I did have like that ice cream, the one one time a month, I would just feel so guilty the whole time. Um, I think just because I was, you know, consumed with the sugar in it and the carbs and like, how was I going to burn it off? You know, all of those thoughts that we have around foods like that, um, or what's common to have thoughts about. Um, and, but then like with, all of that I was also just like sad that I had to wait a whole nother month to eat it um but I was like I was telling myself that like no one else was giving me that rule but me so I think just breaking those food rules and giving myself full permission to actually eat what I enjoy um was the biggest and like hardest step that I had to go through Yeah, I feel like self-standards can be even harder than standards put on by other people. And just how you were saying, like, you felt like other people were looking at you a certain way when probably nine times out of ten they don't even think twice about what you're doing. And that's such a – it's just Mm -hmm. a tough spot to be in because it is a personal battle that you have to overcome and not really anyone can help you. Just how you were talking about earlier, how, like, a therapist you were seeing or nutritionist, like – they didn't really help pull you out of any of these unhealthy habits that you were in and you had to do that for yourself. But um, once you got to that other side, um, how long did it take you to realize, like, I guess my question is how quick was the 180 being able to look back and be like, wow, I really have changed for the better and where I'm at now, even though I am doing things that in the past would have made me uncomfortable or guilty. Um, what was that turning point for you realizing that you had actually progressed to a positive place and to a place that was making you feel bad? Yeah, I love that question. Um, honestly, I don't know the exact like timeline. I think it was probably going through like this whole recovery journey was probably about like two years. Um, but I think I, and I always say this to people going through this, like the journey is so nonlinear. There's always going to be those ups and downs and like the days where you feel like you've made no progress at all. Like that's just with anything with life. But I think like it really just clicked that I was like, feeling so much better and like had gotten to the other side of it when I could be with like my family and like visiting my family or be on vacation with my family and realize that like I wasn't even thinking about food and I was like sitting at dinner with my family and 
honestly just excited to talk to them and like being so present in that moment and not thinking about food at all I think that's like it's it was in those moments where it just like hit me and I'm like wait like I like before I would have been yeah exactly when before I would have been like so stressed about the food um and not present at all so just like realizing how present I am in my day-to-day I think is the biggest thing yeah I I feel like especially once you're able to look back on it and recognize that that's a very big one and I appreciate you saying that it wasn't a linear journey because I feel like oftentimes social media kind of puts it out there and they're like okay so like especially with TikTok and with all the health trends and everything it's like this is Mm -hmm. like watch me like become a beast in like four months or whatever and it's all these girls dieting and going to the gym every single day and like the transformation is so quick and so to a certain extent it kind of applies to both ends because it's like you're trying to live this active lifestyle and you're trying to be healthy you're trying to exercise but it's not going to be linear whether you're trying to learn how to be healthy in a healthy mindset in a healthy way or if you're trying to teach your body to become healthy and look at healthy foods in a better way than you did before and so I feel like something that a lot of people do um, and that you kind of touched on a little bit when you were talking about um, exercise and about dancing and everything is that people look at food as okay I can eat that because I exercise today or I actually can't eat that because I um, haven't done a challenging workout today or oh I haven't worked out in a couple of days so I can't have that piece of cake or I can't eat that ice cream or I can't have that pasta um, and I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't realize kind of comes with having an unhealthy relationship with food so was that something that when you were sitting at dinner with your family and you were like not even thinking about food do you, after that point did you ever have thoughts of like oh, like, I shouldn't be eating this, I haven't exercised today, or because you said it wasn't linear, or how did that journey, I guess, progress for you? Yeah, totally. This is a huge topic, just this link between food and exercise. It's definitely a big thing I personally went through as well, just, like, thinking about, like, okay, how much am I eating, and how much do I have to work out because I just ate that much, and all of those like mind games that that can um, equate to. I think that for me, just separating the two was so helpful. And there's honestly like two ways I look at this. One being the fact that your body still needs food, whether you're exercising or not. Your body burns calories in multiple ways. And even if you do eat more, your body knows what to do with that energy. That's just the science behind the body. Um, And I think just learning to trust your body is the biggest thing that you can do for yourself because it's like you don't have to worry about doing the math. You don't have to calculate how many calories you're eating and how many calories you're burning because you can just listen to your body. You know, if it's hungry, you're going to give it the fuel it needs. And then if it wants to move, you're going to do some exercise. Um, So that was huge. And I think another reframe just to separate food and exercise is also separating your worth from food, Um, knowing that you are always worthy of food, whether you've worked out or not. 
And that honestly comes with a lot of inner work on just self-values and body respect. Yeah, it definitely seems like it'd be a very freeing feeling, allowing yourself to not have to compensate with exercise um, with, or, you know, compensate eating with exercise. I mean, they go hand in hand a lot of the times, even though they really shouldn't. They're both great things. It's, you know, obviously great to eat healthy. That's not at all what we're saying. Like, it's great to look out for your body. It's great to exercise, but it's because that's what your body wants. It's what it craves. It's what it makes it feel good and less about the competition between you know, I ate a hamburger, so now I have to do 30 minutes extra of exercise opposed to if I would have eaten a salad or something. And I think, I mean, I'm not speaking for everyone, but for me, I mean, I felt myself think those thoughts before being like, oh, I ate a really unhealthy dinner last night. Like, I definitely need to go to the gym in the morning when it's not a one for one. It's not a trade off. Um, you just really it, looking out for yourself can be healthy, but it takes a while to get there um, and kind of switching topics. In terms of body confidence, you obviously were being a restrictive eater, you were working out a lot, and you said your energy was affected. Did you see any physical ways that your body was affected on top of just the mental game, the energy um, being lower than it usually was? And how did that journey with your body um, go along as you started being less restrictive with your eating because I can imagine that it would be a little tough if you are allowing yourself to eat more um, or eat less restrictive things because um, you might start seeing some body changes that maybe would have scared you in the past what was that journey like in terms of body confidence yeah love this question so I'm sure like as you no, as a dancer, um, yes. body image is big for dancers. I mean, it's big for everyone, but like you're standing in front of a mirror for hours in a day. Um, so you're just very, very aware of your body. Um, and yes, that is a big thing um, that happened to me when I was extremely restrictive and constantly going to the gym. I lost a lot of weight and yeah. that's what people started noticing first. I mean, I do think like the biggest part of my eating disorder and everything were like the mental effects but honestly I did lose like 40 pounds just to like throw that out there as like a picture but it was it was yeah it was really unhealthy for me because I was already at like a perfectly fine weight for my height and everything um and that just really that was why all my energy like left you know so of course as I was becoming less restrictive. I was gaining weight and that was hard because, you know, you're growing into a body that you're not as familiar with. Um, But I had to just keep reminding myself that whatever weight I was gaining was going to be the healthiest thing that I could do for my body. And that's what I like to tell people too, because we have this idea in our head that weight gain is bad, but actually like when you trust your body and when it does gain weight when you're like doing these amazing things for it and you actually feel good you have to trust that that is the healthiest thing that you can do um so yeah that was definitely hard but I knew that it was for the best I think the biggest thing was just not like 
caring as much about what I looked like and tapping into the other things that I value about myself and tapping into, you know, everything else that I was gaining. Like, yes, I was gaining weight, but I was gaining so much more. I was like gaining all of this freedom of just having more mental space because I wasn't constantly thinking about food, gaining so much energy, like a social life back, all of these great, like positive things in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's a really healthy way to look at it because like you said, especially when you were a dancer, you were around all these girls all the time. You're looking in the mirror, you're like wearing more revealing clothing half the time. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard because you're constantly looking at yourself. And I feel like with social media, there's that whole other aspect of it where it's kind of amplified because you're constantly comparing yourself to other people on social media. And so I have a couple of questions kind of regarding that. And the first one being, do you think that comparison can ever be a good thing? And if so, if you do think it can be a good thing in some regard, how do you know that line of when it gets unhealthy of when you're really pushing yourself too far by comparing yourself to either a past version of yourself or to others? Yeah, totally. I think that comparison can definitely be both good and bad. And it's all about the mindset that you're in. I think comparison can be a great thing for just inspiration from others. Um, But we have to be in a good mindset about it and see empowerment in the fact that we are all different. Um, I think it's important to remember that, um, that one one thing that works for someone might not work for you, but you have the capability to find what works for you. And then I think knowing, when it comes to knowing if comparison is unhealthy for you, I think if you are constantly like feeling down about yourself or if this comparison is influencing you to make decisions that don't feel great to you, those are like the biggest signs just when you start feeling away from yourself. Yeah, definitely. I think everything that you see is feeding your mind and everything is contributing Mm -hmm. in one way or another and you really just have to make sure that, you know, you start with yourself and you make sure your mind's in the right place and you're in the right place with yourself before you start consuming all this content because there's always someone that's going to be, you know, there's someone that's going to have the body you want or the lifestyle you want or doing the job that you want and it can be so hard to constantly consume people who are succeeding. But like you said, there's that inspiring side of being like, wow, well, that person is doing so good for themselves or they overcame this battle. So now I believe that I can. Um, but yeah, there there's definitely two sides of comparison. And I'm afraid that a lot of times it dwells on the more negative side just because it is so hard to not get your mind in the mindset of you should be doing something better or you could be excelling more at xyz whatever it may be um but i just appreciate Mm -hmm. you being so open about everything that you're talking about i think it is really encouraging that you have come so far on your journey because people who are listening who may be more in the middle ground or even at the beginning of the struggles you have gone through it's really great to hear all of your success and you seem like you're in such a happy place and such a healthy place and i am so happy for you um that you now have the confidence and you have the experience to talk through these struggles that so many people go through um so currently just how how are you feeling are you 
you obviously are being a coach now, a, nu- a nutrition coach, an integrative health nutrition coach, if I'm not butchering that. Um, how are you using your experiences now to really influence other people and to help them? Yeah, um, well, first, thank you. That is so sweet. I honestly like love just sharing my story because I think that relatability is so important and so helpful. It's like something that I wish I had during my whole journey on that. Um, So that's why I share what I do just to show people that it is possible. And so currently I have a one-on-one program. Um, It's called Wellness Without Obsession. So I work with my clients, specifically women um, who are trying to break free from this restriction or excessive exercise or just a general uh, over obsession with health. Um, So I, yeah, work personally with them on all of their goals and helping them um, get through what they're going through. Honestly, it's very individualized client to client, but we meet on Zoom every other week and then we talk, we're constantly chatting um, on a messenger app that we have going back and forth just helping them get through um, their days and the different action plans that we set. Um, sometimes it's mindset work, sometimes it's actually putting into actions um, specifically what I work on, you know, eating those fear foods, giving yourself that full permission um, to the different action steps that we talk through on our calls. And honestly, just talking it through is so helpful. And I love connecting with other people. And it honestly, like just fills me up so much. So I think it's, it's so cool that this is just a, such a big part of my life. Yeah, that's incredible that you were able to take something that you went through and now help um, transform other women's lives through your own personal experience from things that you've learned and really sharing that with them. And so, um, again, just to reiterate what Emma said, thank you so much for being on the show, for opening up, for sharing your journey. Um, I know that it's probably more challenging than a lot of people would expect when it comes to Um, something as simple as food, something that we all eat every single day, something that we all um, have in our life. And so just thank you. Thank you for being on the show and sharing your story. And for anyone who's listening and wants to connect with you further, whether that be um, for that one-on-one coaching, if that just wants to be your Instagram, um, anything like that, where can they find you? Yeah, totally. So my Instagram is at your underscore spoonful. Um, I absolutely love just chatting about literally anything, but especially like this. Um, So my DMs are always open just to talk um, about anything. And I would love to talk to anyone. Perfect. Thank you so much, everyone. Make sure to go give her a follow. If you want to follow our podcast Instagram, it's at H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast. That's also our TikTok, and we'll have everything in the show notes below. So make sure to go follow Allie. And yes, oh my gosh, this was a great episode, a great chat that I think is definitely very healthy to have and to hear. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Let us know what you think about the episode. And yeah, I think that I think that's wrapping it up. Yeah. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay hookah. Bye, guys. Bye.